Well, hey, Dan, if I can just make enough money, my life will be perfect. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hey, this is Dan Miller. Yes, you're listening to the 48 Days Radio Show, where typically... We take about 48 minutes to dive deep into real-life questions submitted by you, the listeners. Going to take a little turn on that today. Uh, Joanna and I are traveling this week, so I'm going to do kind of a thematic presentation today. And it's, it's going to be short, but it just was initiated by an event this week that Joanna and I experienced. I'm going to share that, talk a little bit about some issues that were raised, some things that really concerned us in this telling of this short story. So some of the questions we're going to be looking at, do rich people have the same kind of problems I do? Don't material possessions make us happier and healthier? And then I'm going to share, what are the five essentials required to be wealthy with or without money? Now that may seem to be an oxymoron, but yes, I believe you can be wealthy with no money. And I'll tell you why. Now, our quotation for today comes from, from the Bible, Galatians 5.14, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. So the call to action then is, are you loving your neighbor as yourself? Now, that has two sides to it. If you're treating your neighbor like a piece of dirt, Chances are you're treating yourself the same way. In order to love your neighbor as yourself, you have to love yourself well. Take care of yourself. Take pride in the things that you do. Know what you do that has value. Those are legitimate things to do so that you can, in fact, love your neighbor well. So loving yourself is not an egotistical, selfish kind of thing. It's the first step in being able to love others well. Well, the resource then that we have for you this week, free resource as always, this is how to develop your own personal mission statement. Why are you here? What are you all about? What do you want your life to accomplish? So if you just go to 48days.com slash mission, you'll see our worksheet there. This is something that I have pretty much every single coaching client that I work with have for many, many years. Complete this. What is your mission statement? We know that good organizations have a mission statement. They can tell you why they exist so that every activity in that organization reflects back on and supports, embraces that mission statement. Your life ought to be the same. You ought to be so clear on what your mission, purpose, calling is so that every activity in your life embraces that. Don't waste your time doing things that don't matter. Do things that matter. So 40days.com slash mission. Now, we all need somebody to lean on. I mean, that's not a sign of weakness. I mean, that's just a reality. We don't achieve success on our own. I mean, it's like being on an island where you're the only person there and you've got a suitcase with a million dollars in it. 
does it really matter that you have a million? There's no way to exchange that for anything. The million dollars is meaningless unless you're engaged with other people. So whether good or bad, in good times and hard in hard times, we need other people around us. So this last Tuesday evening, Joanne and I enjoyed dinner at the home of some of our dear friends, Ken and Diane Davis. A lot of you recognize that name. Ken has a, been a very successful Christian comedian. So we were at their home. They wanted us to hear the story of the Refuge Center, a program offering counseling services here in Franklin, Tennessee. So we heard the two young founders. There were a couple other couples there. There were, I, I think there were um, three other couples there. So I think there were eight of us there. So we heard the two young founders, Amy and Jen, tell about the 61 counselors that they have at the Refuge Center now. Provide, they provided 23,000 counseling sessions in 2018. They currently receive 45 to 60 referrals each week, and a third of those must be placed on wait lists lasting from two to 10 weeks. They simply don't have the capacity for people who need help. So Amy and Jen shared about the dream they have of purchasing seven prime acres right here in Franklin, Tennessee. Now, they already have an option on the land. It's really close to where Dave Ramsey's new campus is going to be. So it's really a prime piece of real estate, great area right on the south side of Franklin. And they have a plan for walking trails, beautiful gardens, waterfalls, a labyrinth, to offer a healing environment for the growing number in our community who needs support and direction. However, and this is the however that I want you to hear. At a recent community meeting to lay out their plans, they met with severe resistance to building this caring facility close by. I mean, one gentleman stood up as a representative. He had presented himself as a representative, at least, of the 1,200 home neighborhood that's adjacent to this proposed new development. He said no one in this upper scale community needs the services of the refuge center. And they really don't want any crazy people in such, such close proximity. I mean, obviously people with problems would be a poor influence on those who are able to live in this idyllic neighborhood. Now, what do you think? Have you ever witnessed the notion that people having difficulties are somehow weaker than the rest of us, that they're not controlling their emotions as they should. And as a result of probably a, a poor influence on us and those we want to protect. I mean, this gentleman didn't want those who are weak and broken in his backyard with their struggles of depression or addiction being leaked out into his perfect community of people with enough money to manage their lives well. I mean, this is an upper-income community with perfect houses, sidewalks, and white picket fences. Surely these people don't deal with the brokenness of pain of, of those who are struggling financially. I mean, doesn't money make our lives perfect? But then an elderly lady who also lives in this community stood up and shared that her grandson, whom she loved deeply, had committed suicide last year. I mean, she wishes there had been a caring organization nearby that could have intervened in his misery. Another man stood up and said his wife was struggling with Alzheimer's and he would welcome some help. Then another man, 
or another mom shared that her daughter had been helped and probably saved by this very organization. And then a couple cautiously shared that their marriage had been restored by driving across town to get help from the caring counselors at the refuge center. Now we heard Amy talk about the kind of things that they see. They serve domestic violence victims, trauma, sexual abuse, grief and loss, addictions, relational challenges, anxiety, depression, PTSD, and more. Now, what do you think? Do, do you know anyone struggling with any of those issues? Now, this is Williamson County, Tennessee, where the average median household income is $104,367. That's the average median income in this county. It's the highest in the state of Tennessee, seventh in the nation. If you account for cost of living changes, it's really about third highest income county in the nation. So aren't people with economic success able to avoid the problems of the poor? I mean, surely they don't suffer from the maladies of those less fortunate. And yet we know that's not true. Now, I just quick reminder here. I'm getting my head around some of this, but I want to just give you a reminder as well. I want you to send me your thoughts on what we're talking about today, as well as your ongoing questions, things you'd like me to address. We'll get back to those next week. Have a lot of those into queue. We'll get back to those. You can just send your questions to askdan at 48days.com. But send me your thoughts on this issue. Have you known people who, even though they were successful financially, struggled with the kind of challenges we're talking about here? Well, of course you do. I certainly do. I mean, there's plenty of research that shows that material possessions don't make us happier or healthier. Instead, the greatest pleasures are derived from loving, warm relationships, from deep and abiding faith, from giving, appreciation, gratitude. I mean, we see examples of the super wealthy experiencing more loneliness, hollowness, and disappointments. I mean, some research suggests that authority may be linked to depression and that CEOs may be depressed at more than double the rate of the general public. I mean, success brings a lot of expectations that are challenging to fulfill. Now, this refuge center opened in December of 2005 as the vision of these two young gals, Amy and Jen. I mean, they had a strong desire to serve their area of residence right here in Williamson County, which is, as I already stated, recognized for its wealth. And that oftentimes overshadows those who are in need. I mean, to live among great prosperity and be in need is often to feel invisible. I mean, people who are well off financially are embarrassed about struggling and often hide their struggles far longer than those who don't have as many resources. You know, according to research published by the American Psychological Association, people who earn less take greater pleasure in their relationships and ability to connect with others. 
These and other findings suggest that lower-income individuals have devised ways to cope, to find meaning, joy, and happiness in their lives because of the struggles they encounter. I mean, a lot of you have had the opportunity to go to maybe Haiti or Ecuador or Kenya or Rwanda. I mean, we could go on and on. Places where there is massive poverty. And yet you see the joy in the faces of the people who live there. And sometimes it does seem ironic that we come back to where we are here with all the privileges of our fine homes and cars and schools and clothes and jewelry and vacations. I think, why are we not as happy as they are? Well, how short-sighted of this one guy. I mean, I won't tell you some of the some of the terms that went through my mind in thinking about this guy that was described who said, you know, they don't want these crazy people because nobody in his neighborhood needs the help that's being provided. Are you serious? I mean, how ignorant to assume that his wealthy neighbors have no problems. Wow. I mean, we know that just is not the truth. Remember this old song, Bill Withers? This was kind of a theme song. When I was back in graduate school, getting my master's in psychology before I went on to my doctoral work, but this is our theme song because we realized that no matter where somebody is, we all need somebody to lean on. Hey, all, I got a, just a couple closing comments here, so we'll catch up after this. Sometimes in our lives, we all have pain, we all have sorrow. You know, I'm still, I'm still touched when I hear that song. I still get choked up because it was a theme song 
when I was going through that program, but just hearing the words on that just reminds me how much we need each other. Well, Joanne and I were deeply moved by the mission of these two young ladies. I mean, we want to be involved in the completion of this project. You know, we've already talked. We're going to meet with them. You know, we're thinking maybe we'll sponsor the construction of the labyrinth. We've always wanted a labyrinth here on our property. If you aren't familiar with that, just check it out. It's this big circle, and people walk through there. It's a healing process to walk through. There are questions you can ask. It's a spiritual kind of cleansing process. You know, I'd love to have that as a legacy here to help sponsor that at the Refuge Center. So we're going to look at that. We want this resource to be available for ourselves, for our family, for our community. I mean, my goodness, there have been times when, you know, we personally— could have benefited from the services there. Certainly with with children, neighbors, grandchildren, we want there to be that kind of a resource right next door to us in our community. You know, one of the things they shared is they just uh, brought on a new therapy puppy, a little dog, you know, just again, all these little touches to make this really a healing place. Well, I want to just wrap up with this. Wealth, what is it to be wealthy? What does that really mean? I mean, now certainly we tend to think, well, you've got $10 million in the bank or whatever, and that's certainly one form. But if you look it up, I mean, the definition, I looked it up, wealth is the abundance of valuable resources. Now, what does that mean? Would you rather have $10 million and nobody at the house when you come home tonight, no friends, poor health, compromised reputation in your community. I mean, there are a lot of things where we would not consider that person to be wealthy or certainly successful. So I've come to the conclusion that to be wealthy, a person must have these five things. Now, I've used this before in the context of what do you need to come back from failure? A lot of you have written to me about this. Yeah, I'm developing some more content around this theme. But again, to be wealthy, I believe a person must have, number one, loving relationships. Number two, uncompromising integrity. Number three, a clear purpose. Number four, vibrant health. Number five, optimistic faith. Certainly, resources like the Refuge Center can help a person reestablish those things if they need to rebuild in one of those areas of their lives. Their theme verse for this organization comes from Isaiah 4, verse 6. It will be a shelter and shade from the heat of the day and a refuge and hiding place from the storm and the rain. Now, I'm not doing this as a promotion for this particular center. I just use this experience as an example of how we need to be reminded of this need to help and support each other, to give a hand up when somebody needs it, to recognize that there are going to be times when we need that. When there are times this last year when I've been struggling with some health issues. Sure, some of the other things are going pretty well. Wow, struggling with some health issues that I never anticipated. I'm rebuilding and Things are going fine. And again, fortunately, I have access to amazing resources 
to help me in that process. Remember our verse for today, our quotation, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, what are you doing to show love to your neighbor? When we have so much negativism going on right now, so much thinking that I'm right and you're wrong, so much talk about this is mine and I don't want you to have it. I mean, even to the point of this is my country and I don't want you to be able to enjoy it. But we need to double down on goodness, kindness, and showing concern and loving consideration for those that are around us. You know, I've got a little codes issue that I'm dealing with here on our property. Um, many of you, if you've been listening, have been hearing me talk about that. It's been going on for quite a long period of time. And just this week, um, a new attorney that I brought into this process to get this resolved asked if I would be able to have neighbors, physical, geographical neighbors of mine, show up to testify on my behalf if needed, if this ends up going in further in a legal process. I laughed. I said, oh, my gosh, bring it on. I mean, my neighbors, all the neighbors, whose prop- we could go two neighbors out in any direction around us. I mean, I have neighbors that would walk over hot coals to help me if needed because of the years of relationships that have been built. They aren't going to say, oh, no, don't allow Dan to do that. Not a chance. They're, they're, I mean, it'd be a pleasure to be able to bring in about 10 surrounding neighbors and we live out in the country, so it's not like we live where the house is six feet apart. I mean, these, but these are people that I know. Well, let me know what you're going to do this week to show an extra amount of love and concern for someone else. Again, just shoot those responses in. Ask Dan at 48days.com. If you have ongoing questions, if you got a challenging situation, we're hearing from a lot of people who have been furloughed because of the government shutdown that continues still. But... Um, You know, we want to share your concerns, provide resources for you, help as much as we can. But whatever your situation, certainly shoot your uh, questions in again to askdan at 48days.com. Well, the resource that we provided, as you uh, you know, know, the resource was how to create your own mission statement. Just walks you through that process. If you go to 48days.com slash mission, you get that resource. So you can be clear. Why are you here? What do you want to be remembered for? Believe me, it's not just about completing, you know, having your 401k maxed out and knowing that when you retire, you're going to have enough money to live on. Those are incidentals to a life well lived. A life that's really worth living goes far beyond that. We know that. You know that. Well, hey, thanks for being part of this wonderful community where we do share resources, where we give, share ideas and resources liberally. I love seeing people come together. I had a group of people at our place here just this last week, and I love seeing the interactions. We don't just come together to brainstorm, but there are people doing business deals together, hiring each other for things, you know, helping each other for, for the guys who just started a podcast together four of them. I mean, I love seeing the things where people in this community are are working together, loving on each other, helping each other really rise to success together. We know, you know, we can, in fact, find or create work and lives that are meaningful, 
fulfilling, purposeful, and certainly profitable. Well, have a great week. Let me know what you're doing to show love, care, and concern for somebody this week.